Hi, my name is Wambui and welcome to my podcast, Spilled Words. Thank you for taking the time to listen and grow with me through this platform. I'm excited. It's season two and this is the very first story you listen to. In this episode, I talk about the one time I attempted online dating. I tried online dating. It's sort of my please laugh and empathize with me episode. I have mixed feelings about online dating. Sometimes I'm totally all for it. Other times I'm like, eh, not sure. And I talk about the whole experience in this episode. But I don't want to say that I learned anything from it. I think if anything, I just became more hesitant to try it again. I also really hope you enjoy this episode. There's a pressure. A sort of closing in that starts to creep in as soon as you get to about 24. It's subtle at first, with friends asking casually, are you dating anyone? And then the co-workers also ask, how's your love life, by the way? And of course, of course, there's the very prying aunties constantly reminding you, you don't stay green and ripe for very long, as if describing bananas. It's about time you bring someone home. It's subtle, as I said, and then all of a sudden it's all you can think about. We always unconsciously succumb to this pressure. The problem is, no one tells you how you're supposed to deflate it or even fulfill it, so you do what you can to have the better answers next time your friend, your coworker, or any annoying auntie asks. You know what's funny? When you're little, dating is simple. There's the Western version that I knew included bumping into each other in an elevator, papers going everywhere, or a very well-scripted meeting while hailing a taxi, and then the stage dates follow, leading to the happily ever after. Or the Indian version that involved singing and dancing, and somehow that was also the courtship, engagement, and wedding. Then, of course, the African version that's vague. All we know is that there's children, and then there's adults with children. Who knows what the in-between is? Finally, there's our version. We shall call it the millennial version. There's no clear rules, just do what you can to find what you want or desire. And maybe while you're at it, throw your information on a dating website. It could hasten the process since the universe sometimes takes too long to make the right introduction. I sat across the room from my friend in her apartment. We were sitting on the couch, catching up on a weekly episode of This Is Us. I love her couch. It's made for style rather than comfort, but it's still cozy. I think, like everything else around the apartment, it tells a story. Once the episode ended and we had quiet music playing on the TV, we both poured a glass of wine each. She had the fire going on her fireplace, which brought a sort of dancing glow to the room. We somehow started talking about online dating, and of course, she wanted to help me set up my online dating profile. The profile, naturally, had no mention of things I actually like to do all the time, like play Sudoku, because you can't be too boring. It has to be charming enough, funny enough, telling enough, but still mysterious enough. My friend, I could tell, was living vicariously through this. It was funny, and honestly, I kind of appreciated the instant validation from swiping right and feeling my phone vibrate with loud, bright dopamine foiling signs saying, It's a match. 
I swiped left more than I swiped right. And as much as I tried to justify the very evident douchery sipping through all those profiles, a decent male was far and in between. There were of course paunchy men who sent like 55 hellos in one day. There were fit guys who somehow didn't see the need to wear shirts. Some with group pictures making it hard to recognize on the profile who it actually belonged to. Others fill their profiles with not a single picture of themselves, but just sandwiches. Seriously, is this a code for something? So, when I saw Mark's profile with the travel pictures, the height, the dark beard, I swept right, hopeful, naive, and in retrospect, please note I am the only one allowed to say this about myself, straight up idiotic. We matched, and in the spirit of I am a savage, I immediately sent a text, with a little bit of humor and false courage, of course, fooled by the glass of wine in my hand. In a day, we exchanged numbers, and in a week, I was keying in the address to an Indian restaurant across town in my GPS. I checked myself in the mirror, did the pout to make sure my lipstick was in check, a little more perfume on my neck, and I exhaled deeply. I was ready for my first online date. I walked into a dimly lit restaurant in St. Louis Park. The ambience serene. The air was thick with scents of delicious spices. There was a small water fountain at the entrance that made it feel like I had just entered the most serene place on earth. The hostess walked me to a small booth and handed me the menu. I took my phone out and shot a quick text to Mark, saying, Here. I had just started browsing through the menu when a petite lady who introduced herself as the waitress for the night walked over. She had a thick Indian accent, a very kind smile, and a calm way of speaking that set the right ambience for the meal to come. I asked for a glass of water and I mindlessly browsed through my phone, the way you do when you're trying to kill time. Mark eventually shot me a text back saying, running late, caught in traffic. Usually that would anger me a little bit, since I hate waiting, and also it didn't make any sense that there was traffic since it was about 8pm. But I was somewhat relieved, it gave me some more time by myself and I ordered a drink as I waited. About 20 minutes later, I felt someone walking straight towards my booth. I looked up and I recognized him from his profile. I smiled, glad that I had not been catfished, as he sat and shifted himself on his side of the booth. It was unclear at that point if he was just settling in or very nervous. The waitress came by and took our food orders. He still seemed nervous as he flickered through the menu. To avoid watching his discomfort, I looked around the restaurant and noticed it was suddenly full. Right across from us was a young couple eating side by side. They were deep in conversation, a glass of cocktails each in hand. On the other end was a group of people who appeared to be a family. They were folding up the tabs as they handed them to a waitress, laughing way too long at a joke someone had just cracked. There was in the background slow, delicate music playing. Large paintings displayed on the wall, lined seamlessly. The ambience in here was clearly so well thought. I looked back at Mark and I started a conversation. I could, however, tell his focus was scattered, so filled with nervous anticipation. It felt that his thoughts were dancing in infinite directions. I actually held a chuckled laugh when he spilled some mango lassi on his white shirt. He slowly picked himself together. With less shifting, there were more personal questions and we talked about where he grew up, his job, the struggles he faced being a black man in the American corporate sector. He in fact had some insightful opinions I would say impressive to an extent. We also had a lot in common. Born and raised in different parts of Africa, we both loved collecting wine, we both enjoyed traveling, we both appreciated the value of family, felt like our thoughts married each other and I couldn't help but think for an online date, this is going splendid. As soon as the waiter took our plates off the table, I decided to run to the bathroom, mostly to make sure I didn't have food in my teeth, but also, I had used so much of my social skills, I needed a pep talk. 
I stood in front of the small mirror in the bathroom and took inventory. Makeup was in place. Thank God. Nothing in my teeth. Lips could use some gloss. I licked my bottom lips, giving them a wet shine. Straightened up my jacket. Mama de quick. You are a savage, a queen, and a reward. And I walked back to the table. I don't know if it's the mango lassie that went straight into his brain or his dumbness got magnified by the presence of glucose in his cells, but he smacked as I sat down and leaned back and looked up, his eyes piercing, full of interrogation. So, Pomboi, he began, since you say you're a Christian, are you willing to be submissive as a partner? Blood rushed to my head and I was suddenly dizzy. I'm sorry, what? I asked. I'm pretty sure at this point my eyes had tripled in size. He continued, Are you submissive? I like a woman who knows her place. There's responsibilities to be shared in a relationship, and I agree with women being progressive, but there's of course expectations that I have for my woman. I stared blankly. Uh, um, what does that mean? What kind of expectations? And what do you mean by submissive? I stammered. He sat up, suddenly bold, growing a spine, and confident enough he wasn't mumbling over his words as he was earlier. Well, I work hard. I bring in the good money. So do you cook? I was livid. He somehow thought because I didn't have an answer for that was a reason for him to ask the next question. When was your last relationship and why did you break up? He asked again. I somehow collected some answers from my now scattered brain and mumbled nonsense this, nonsense that. Of course, he took it upon himself to answer as well. He obnoxiously talked about his ex, how she was demanding and selfish, and the main issue with her is that she was stubborn and she yelled. I don't like a woman who yells. It's a turn-off. She should sit down and talk to me as an adult. I hope you don't yell, he asked as he looked up straight at me. I barely knew this dude, but I legitimately wanted to scream at him. I suddenly empathized with the ex. The next few minutes consisted of him spitting out ignorant, rude comments about faith, how he makes a bullshit amount of money and spends an I don't even care amount of it on charity. Therefore, faith is an essential as long as you are kind. I spent all of those minutes pinching my thighs under the table because I legitimately thought I was dreaming. I also wondered, does he have a twin? It's like I went to the bathroom and shifty homeboy across the table has switched out with someone else. I cleared my throat, trying to keep my voice calm and not as high-pitched as it was in my head. <clears throat> I think we should call this a night. He had just been handed the tab back by the waiter, and he said, oh, okay. Are you tired? I ignored that question. We walked out of the restaurant, and I was suddenly grateful for the cold, chill air that expanded my lungs and gave me a sense of calm. I swallowed anger that had surprisingly stemmed up my throat, and I held on to my jacket. I dread going on blind dates. For more than one reason, including this one, that I am sitting across from a guy asking me questions that make me wish I could slap a hot plate across his face. My feelings about online dating also change all the time. Just like LeBron James' hairline, I can't decide if I like my existence or not. Granted, a lot of relationships and marriages have come from online dating. Fast dates are typically not safe spaces. We are made to confront our preferences and our prejudices, whether they be about body, shape, appearance, intelligence, or anything else that's important to you. But also, not to be hostile or aggressive because it's not a discussion with a friend, it's practically a stranger. To connect without aggravating the other's emotions is a battle. Right after this date, I have come to truly believe online dating is an island. And not like on Love Island where everyone is ripped funny, has a trillion different outfits, and almost everyone's type on paper, 
but one that is torturous and exhausting and only good luck and honestly a level of savagery I will never have can survive. The last 10 minutes of that date quickly undid the last two hours. How did we even march on the dating up in the first place? I wondered. We connected, but we also repelled each other very quickly. How does a well-educated, traveled, and presumably cultured man sit back and pull out all that arrogant, predated, and very ignorant sight to him? We had, awkwardly, as we stopped in front of the parking spot where my car was. He looked at me like he wanted to say something, but I chuckled and walked away. I could not run and open my car door fast enough. The whole drive home, I held onto the steering wheel tight. My brain stuttered and my eyes took in more light than I expected from all the cars and traffic lights. Every part of me was on pause while my thoughts caught up. I could not believe that evening. As soon as I got home, the screen on my phone brightened with a notification. The message? I had a great time. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what are the chances of a second date with you? I laughed out loud, <laughs> rolled my eyes and I mouthed silently, not in a million years. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me rant or yap for however long that episode was. It means so much to me that you guys take the time to listen, to share, to review, to give me feedback. If you're also wondering where to find me, I am on at Words Podcast on Instagram. I think that's the only platform I'm actually active on. And I'm so excited for the coming episodes. I'm so excited for season two. And I hope to see you again in the next episode. Bye-bye.